Hey there, and welcome to Gilmore Girls Revisited. I'm Michelle. And I'm Carissa. Thanks for being here this week. Today we will be talking about episode three, titled Kill Me Now. This week's episode aired on October 19th, 2000, and the summary is from TV Guide. Emily badgers Richard into taking Rory to their country club for golf lessons after the grandparents learn Rory's required to join a sports team for school. Meanwhile, Lorelai oversees the double wedding of a set of spoiled twin brides. So right away in the first scene of the, sh- of the episode, we see that Rory has to pick a, a team to participate in, a sports team to participate in, and Emily eagerly volunteers her lovely husband, Richard, uh, to take Rory golfing. And right away, (laughs) Lorelai is like, absolutely not. She's going to hate it. Don't make her do it. And Emily's like, she'll be fine. She'll like it. And she was more like, how can she hate it? She's hanging out with her grandfather. Right. Like they're bonding. But uh, (laughs) Richard was also like, Emily, I don't know. I, I don't think, I guess because they're in a private school, I wasn't forced to join a team. Um, but, like, I guess thankfully for Rory, one of the sports that she can take is golf. And as we're going to see throughout, Richard is an avid golfer. But he was a little hesitant, hesitant to golf with Rory as well. And from what we saw in the last two episodes – Friday night dinners just started. They they would see Rory, like, what did they say, like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, a couple times a year, but it just didn't seem like they really had a relationship with them. Right. So Richard was a little bit skeptical, too. He's like, I don't, I barely know this girl. I'm going to have to, like, golf 18 holes with her. Do you know how long 18 holes is? That's, like, I don't know, like, seven hours it could be, depending on how well you golf. But I don't know about seven hours. Oh, I don't know how 18 many eighteen holes. I think Steve so. usually golfs, and he's gone for like half the day. That's a long time. But it also depends if you're walking or if you're driving the little cart. True, golf carts help. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, this like whole golfing experience just really creeps under Lorelai's skin throughout the whole episode Mm -hmm. and she's just like uh you know she's gonna hate it and then we come to realize that Rory actually loved it and there's this little you know this little thing of jealousy that creeps into Lorelai because she did not expect this to to happen and she I think wishes that she had this sort of relationship with her family and um it it came out of out of nowhere she really thought you know I raised I raised Rory she's gonna be like me she's not gonna want this and um she's really upset that her mom was right and this kind of escalates to this moment where you see this like mother-daughter duo have this like big fight because Lorelai's jealousy got in the way so that's you know, really what this episode culminates is just like the, the, the overall, the view of the, this experience of golfing, how it, it kind of hits a nerve with Lorelai, you know, 
and the her beginning little... of the end she sees it <laughs> right she's like oh no like I try to keep her away from this and now Rory actually likes this and the kind of jealousy of that bonding that Rory develops with her grandpa over this episode and so that's what we're going to be diving in a little bit to today yeah and then after that we also see obviously Lorelai is a working woman as manager of uh the independence inn so we're going to see in this episode how she um, kind of coordinates and manages the planning of a wedding, not just like a regular wedding, but a twin wedding. So that'll be fun to see. We get to see a little bit more of the characters. And some of the other characters we get to see are Suki and Jackson. So we get to see how they are at work and how their relationship um, kind of grows throughout this episode. One of the other cool people that we see working at the end although it's just temporary, we do see Drella, who is the... Um, harpist. Harpist. Yes. And Drella, <laughs> apparently Steve told me she's a stand-up comedian, but bigger, more important, is that Drella's character, which I forgot her name, um, she was on Lizzie McGuire and the Lizzie McGuire movie. She's Miss Ungermeyer. So cool. She is Miss Ungermeyer from Liz McGuire, so it's kind of fun to see her in that role. And she's still just as mean. (laughs) very snappy. Super snappy. So that morning that Rory and her grandpa are supposed to go golfing, she's arriving late. Richard is, like, pacing in the the hallway, and he's like, do I have to go? Do we have to do this? And Emily is just like, Richard, like, this has to go perfectly. It means a great deal to my happiness, and it does yours. I thought it was so cute how she was so worried, and it's kind of like she's counting on him to flourish this relationship with her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. But Richard being Richard, he's, like, worried about the teen time, and, like, we can't be late. And, and having to she? show him how to golf. Yeah. And, so, I mean, he only has – Lorelai is an only daughter, only child. So he hasn't really had that much experience, like having that kind of relationship. So it's, it's kind of cute to see. It is. It is cute. And then she asks him to take Rory to lunch. And he's like, wait, what? This wasn't, that wasn't part of the deal. Like he's nervous to spend more time with her because he's like, what am I going to talk about? Like, what, what are we going to discuss? So he's, he's, he's nervous about sitting, having a sit down meal with just them two. Um, I think Emily helps him fill the void in a lot of that, those spaces, especially like family dinners, but just them two on their own. And um, when Rory shows up, she's got these like khakis on. <laughs> it yeah. looks like, like 90s old Navy like catalog of like With the khakis. Her, button up. her blush button up shirt. Um, it was quite horrendous. And then her grandma gave her an even more horrendous the only thing I could compare it to is like it looks like a beret but it looked like it looks it was, like a reggae hat to me a reggae hat there you go I, I was it was terrible I'm like this this is a golf this was considered a golf hat yeah no and well I don't it doesn't look very golfy but Steve's an avid golfer and I asked him I'm like is this proper golf attire he's she he's the only thing he said is like well at least she's not wearing denim so not the best but Homegirl I know Rory they do wear a best. lot of patterns. I know golf players wear a lot of patterns. Like they're known to mix their patterns. They're quite 
explorative with their fashion choices. Um, but they, so they, they head out to the, the club and, um, have you gone golfing before? I have, I, I wasn't in a golf club per se, but my dad. Oh, really, okay. So you were kind of like Rory. No, my dad really wanted me to learn golfing, how to golf, because apparently like there's not enough girls who know how to golf and there's like a huge scholarship opportunities, but I sucked. <laughs> um, I did enjoy always going to the driving range though with my dad and just like hitting golf balls. That was a lot of fun. So I, I don't necessarily hate it, but then my dad took me to an actual course just last fall to try it out and it was the most infuriating thing I did at seven in the morning I was like I don't want to do this again this is a terrible way terrible way to start my day I kept missing every ball it was thank god there was no one on the course because I was was early enough that nobody was waiting for you to go it was mortifying my dad's just like laughing in the golf (laughs) cart I was like stop it so stressful my law professor did say that if you're going into law or in any profession really. And she's a woman of color and she said, especially if you're a woman and you're a woman of color, you need to learn how to either play golf or play tennis. Because that's where a lot of the deals are. And I can't play either, so. So it's like the the Hamilton thing, like in the room where it happened, it's like a Mm -hmm. lot of these things are done in, in those kinds of situations. And like, I've had so many events like that are on golf courses, like golfing events where legislators will be. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going. <laughs> I can't golf. You're like, I'll be your caddy. <laughs> caddy will be the caddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the funny part, speaking of golf, so we get to see their quotation marks golf course. And there was a lot of trees. And I asked Steve, I'm like, is this a – a golf course is this like a realistic golf course and he's like no this looks this is definitely not a golf course this is just like a regular park um so we could definitely see how i guess low budget the first few episodes were but as the series goes on we get to see real life golf clubs i think not golf yeah golf clubs yeah they um it, it it was she was hitting like her first golf balls and there were so many trees surrounding here i'm like i feel like this should be an open field like the ball's gonna hit a branch mm-hmm. um, it was pretty funny um but you know rory starts to strike a conversation because she's like okay you know like what do you do for work and tell me like and he's like oh you don't care to know that and he's she's just like she just like be she like shuts up and I think he catches on to that, which was kind of cute because he's like, oh, she's actually interested and kind of talks to her a little bit about, more about what he does and how he travels a lot. And he kind of yeah. gets to learn that Rory has these aspirations to travel and like her and her mom are taking this really big Euro trip at the end of her high school career to celebrate. And he asks her all these places that she wants to go and they say Fez do you know where Fez is? <laughs> I don't. And I, I think I Googled it when it first happened. Um, oh, I, I can't remember Google where it is. It's in Morocco. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because this is the right Fez. No, I think so. Because she has a picture in her room, like a poster. And I think it says Fez. And it looks very, like, in a desert. Oh. But I don't think, like, Richard's travels, because he's in the insurance business. And 
when he was explaining it to Rory, like his job does sound very boring. So boring. And throughout the show, we get to see like him at work. Um, he's very career driven, kind of like Lorelai. So you could see where she got it from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember, I can't recall him going to any place like us in the future. But that's definitely a good bonding moment between them. Mm-hmm. Especially because Rory's so much of her age to begin with. And if we, well, we, we haven't seen it yet. But we can kind of imagine how Lorelai was probably as a teenager. I mean, she had Rory when she was 16, so she wasn't always, like, a rule follower. But it's it's cool to see the difference between them and when they're bonding. And when, yeah, when Rory's bonding with her grandfather, he notices that he, she isn't really just like Lorelai. It's nothing that he had imagined. Like, he's actually forming this brand new relationship with mm-hmm. his granddaughter. So I think it's really cute. And he, like, he's he kind of brags about her to the guys at the club. Yeah, um, so she, they end up having lunch. Oh, they do, yes. They end up having lunch, but before lunch, they have a steam. Oh, yeah, they have a steam <laughs> in the steam room. Which I thought separated. was really weird. Rory joins the ladies of the club, hears them gossiping, and then oh, the yeah. the men also gossip too, so. And they were, like, all comparing their granddaughters, and, like, uh, um, Richard was like, well, mine goes to Chilton, she's got a 4.0 grade point average, and blah, 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 and it just, like, felt like you, like, missed out on ever bragging about Lorelai, because in his eyes, she was a rebel, and you know, now he he has an opportunity with Rory, so it was like a battle of the granddaughters, um, which I thought was interesting. But um, they at lunch, they also he also kind of brags a little bit more too, and it's just it's just an interesting interesting ways to see their their relationship grow because, like, imagine if Rory wasn't that accomplished, like, what would he say about her? Like, I feel like he's only doing it because she's, like, a a smart kid, you know? I don't know. I just felt... But Rory's so sweet. I think that's the difference that Lorelai, and it's, we've talked about it before, how it's different having a relationship with your grandparent as opposed to your parents, and how grandparents feel a little bit different. There's kind of a little bit less pressure, because you're like, whatever happened, I already raised my child. (laughs) This is just a bonus. So I think like Rory's so sweet and she's so eager to know more about her grandfather, even asking her about his job. Like maybe Lorelai never did that. So I think even if if Rory didn't do well in school or, um, well, I guess if Rory didn't go well in school, she wouldn't be at Chilton and then they would have never had Friday night dinners. <laughs> but I feel like she's so sweet that I think they would have had that relationship together. And even though Lorelai and Richard are kind of similar when it comes to work, that they're both very driven, he is a little bit more quiet and sturdy and strong. And not so much like a pushover, but a little bit more like a pushover. And Emily's the opposite. Emily's the one that takes charge, makes plans. Not the one that's always like right, but she she leads it. And that's kind of how Lorelai is a little bit more like Emily. Like she has all these emotions. She has 
like her point of view, something she wants to accomplish and she kind of goes for it, mm-hmm. whether it's for her or for Rory. And Rory's a little bit of a pushover. She's a little bit more chill. So I could see how they're a little bit closer. And especially because um, Richard deals with Emily's strong attitude and Rory deals with Lorelai's strong attitude, like them being together, being a little bit quiet and being more calm together. I think right. that works for them too. I think they could they could be totally in silence amongst each other reading a book. Like they find comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you put like Lorelai and Emily in a room, it's like they are comforted by the sounds of their own voice. <laughs> yes. Fireworks, sparks, good sparks, bad sparks. They love uh, it. Everything, yeah. So that evening, uh, Lorelai and Rory go to Luke's, of course, for dinner. And uh, Rory actually skips on dinner because she had a large meal at the club. And her mom's like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I had a meal. It was good. And Lorelai is like, okay, so how was it? Like, how, how, how bad did it suck? <laughs> and she's like, it was actually fine. Like, it was okay. Like, kind of like, okay, mom, it was fine. And then she brings up again. She's like, I said it was fine. Really, it was fine. But um, she's just like, wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> you had a good time. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, that kind of like, she kind of just like sits and just like lets that sink in a little bit. Like, oh, crap. Like, Rory had a good time with my dad at the, the club, which is not what she expected. Yeah, she was expecting Rory to say, like, vents and say, like, oh, my gosh, I had such a terrible time or whatever it may be. I him about all of that. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, you weren't bored or something. But I don't know. When she said afterwards, when Rory said, oh, yeah, like, it was, it was great, blah, blah, blah. And then Lorelai said, oh, that's, that's really, really great that's fine. And then her like hunger went away and it's shocking because you're talking about the Gilmore girls here. So when is Lorelai not hungry? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was the first kind of, well, maybe not the first, but that was probably like the second red flag that we got between um, Lorelai and Rory regarding like her relationship with her grandfather. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we are um, we begin to kind of see how that positive reaction that Lorelai, I'm sorry, that M, uh, Richard and Rory had, kind of starts to like pick at Lorelai because the next day, um, Rory goes to help at the inn for the wedding, and um, a call for, a call comes in and Michelle picks up the phone and it's Richard and Richard walks over to them and and was like oh it's your father she's like oh, Michelle. My... I mean Michelle walks what did I say Richard I was like wait oh. did he... no no yeah sorry walks. Richard calls the inn and Michelle walks over to mm-hmm. Lorelai and says it's your father and she's like what why is he calling me and then she answers and he's like, Oh, can I talk to Rory? And then Rory picks up and she's like, Oh, hi grandpa. And like walks away. Like, like, you know, doesn't want the mom to hear the conversation or whatever. And Lorelai's like, um, oh, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, I want to be part of this conversation. She's like, feels like left out. I felt bad for her for that quick second. 
She just wants to know, like, what the tea is. And I don't, I don't think she felt left out. I think she felt jealous. Well, I think she felt left out for the reason that her dad knew something that she didn't about Rory or that she, like, like she was like, what could they possibly be talking about? Like, they just had a whole day yesterday. Um, but definitely the jealous factor is right there. Like, Yeah, that's true, though, because Lorelai is a little bit iffy about not just the relationship that Rory has with the grandfather, with Richard, but the relationship that the grandparents have with Rory. So I think in the last episode, she was kind of, like, jealous in a way where it's like, no, I can provide for my daughter. And in this episode, we kind of saw both. Like, wait, you're having fun with them? And in Mm -hmm. the other occasion, I'm like, wait, my father had a good time with you? Like, he's calling you? He never calls me? Something like that. So we get to see both. That's exactly how the episode ends, is, like, this book that Rory wanted, he has, like, a first edition of – and he's like, do you want to come see it now? And she's like, yeah, of course. And then Emily finished pouring Lorelai's drink, hands her the drink. She goes, actually, Richard, I want to go see what this is about too. And Lorelai just sits on the couch like, okay, who is this author? Why am I here now by myself? Like, I don't care to know about this. Like, it's just like a world now that Rory has to channel like parts of who she is too. Like, I think she focused a lot on, like, being the daughter, like, for her mom. But n- now she's got, an like, uh, an, an avenue and a way to, like, funnel, like, some of her interests because her, that's what her grandparents know. And that's, like, that world of just, like, you know, scholarly readings and doing that. And her mom is not of that world. Um, so it's just she kind of sits there on the couch, like, by herself, like, feeling like the total, like – third wheel like yeah or really bad no that seems really powerful it's at friday night dinners and before that lorelei actually was actually contemplating canceling friday night dinner Mm -hmm. um she even told rory like hey like you went golfing so maybe that can count as an obligation to the family like you want me to call um Emily and see if we can skip Friday night dinners and Rory was like what do you mean no like let's just go it's an obligation and whether Rory just wanted to see her grandparents or she felt obligated to go because they're paying for Chilton she decided to say like no uh mom like we're gonna go and that's at that dinner where um they well I guess we could go back to what happens between them but in that moment they were already fine with each other they had Lorelai had apologized and even then when she's kind of at peace with what happened she sees that they left to read a book or to look at a book that she didn't understand or she didn't care to understand or wasn't interested in understanding and she's just there on the couch drinking by herself and I'm like wild I felt so bad well like that kind of leads us to like this fight that they had so it was, it was honestly, it felt like two sisters fighting because the way that Lorelai decided to project her jealousy was by saying, because she saw Rory in a shirt that was hers. And she was like, don't, you know, 
is that my shirt? Why are you wearing my shirt? You know, I told you to ask before you use my shirt. You know, you can't just take things that aren't yours. And that was just all a metaphor. Like you can't just take my dad. He's mine. Like you can't just take it and claim it as your own. You have to ask like permission. It was my favorite sweater. Right. It was just like, so I just like reminded me of like when my sister and I fought about clothes, like you have to ask me before you take it. But this was like just a metaphor for like, this is my dad sort of thing. Like, and you're taking what's rightfully mine essentially. And I was like, dang, that's childish. (laughs) She needed needed a way to, to say it, to speak it. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that was really petty of Lorelai. She even said, like, you stretch it out. Like, your boobs are bigger than me. Like, you're going to stretch it out. Let's measure it. Like, it was so excessive. And I get (laughs) it. Like, she probably has trauma that she needs to heal. But I think that's the issue that I have with with Rory and Lorelai's relationship. Like, yeah, it's great when they're friendly with each other. And they're kind of, like, friends. And they're so close. And they bond. But Lorelai, I don't I feel like Rory is really good at separating when she's a child, when she's the daughter, and when she's a friend. And I feel like Lorelai can't do that. Like, in this mm-hmm. occasion, she, she could have said something else. Or she could have just completely ignored it, blocked it out. Or she could have been really real. Like, there was a situation when, when they were golfing, and um, Richard is telling... Rory, how he travels for work, and Rory's so interested, and she said, like, oh, I can't wait to travel, I want to go to Fez, or whatever, and Richard mentions, he says, like, yeah, every young girl should travel, your mom never got to do a lot of travel, she didn't get to do, she didn't get to travel, and Rory mentions, says, like, yeah, she brings it up all the time, and Richard's a little bit shocked that that really did affect Lorelai, but then again, obviously, Lorelai and Rory had talked about this before, how there were things that she wanted to do and she didn't get to do. So I feel mm-hmm. like in this situation, she could have just said, like, you know, like, I don't have the best relationship with my grandfather, with your father, with my father, your grandfather. And, like, I guess it bothers me a little bit that you're able to have such a good relationship with him. And I can't, but it also makes me happy because you're happy and he's happy or something like that. And Lorelai's like, what, 32? So I feel like mm-hmm. she should have been able I don't get it. Like, I thought it was so terrible. those words. I mean, if we think about it, okay, Lorelai grew up very fast, had to grow up very fast, but she had, I just, it's never easy to tell someone, like, I'm jealous of you or I'm jealous of this. So I think, like, having, by having the petty fight that she did, like, made her realize, okay, like, the, I let this take over me and she realizes it she's like that was really petty of me and she tells Suki like I'm she didn't like really a, <laughs> she didn't okay. say petty <laughs> I'm not this is not she's verbatim not cool, <laughs> <laughs> she's not yeah this is not verbatim but essentially she's like I'm petty that was stupid of me I really like dumbed myself down by doing that like I'm a mother I can't be yeah. I can't be doing that and yeah, she was venting to Suki I can't remember if Suki said, like, I think she realized it by herself, but I can't remember what Suki told her. Like, if Suki was like, oh, you're being too rough on her, or, oh, I don't, I don't remember what Suki said. That's just like you're acting like a 12-year-old or something. Oh, yeah, know. she did. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the number 12 came to mind. But it just, I, you know, 
I think that gave her, like, her her unfortunate reaction to it gave her the opening of being like, look, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. But the reason why I did that was because blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I have daddy issues. And <laughs> I wish she would. She has really rough. I think she has more father issues than she has mother issues. You think? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I just feel like she, I, I, I could totally see that. I just, I go back and forth between, between what it is. I just, I feel like she just doesn't know what she wants from either of them sometimes. Like, I don't know. And she did tell Suki, like the main thing, one of the things that bothered her was that Rory had at the time just like what her mom said. Like her mom said that she was going to have a great time and that happened. Yeah, she's like, I'm mad that my mom is right. And like (laughs) that even in itself is like also petty. But And and she took it out on Rory. That (laughs) makes makes more more sense to me because it's like mother-daughter. If your mom says like, oh my gosh, she was right. It's like when we, our moms say, like, when they say, like, moms are always right, you know, and then you you do the opposite, and you're like, shit, like, she was right, dang. Yeah, Yeah, and one of the, one of the things she mentioned, and, like, I feel like with Suki, Suki not only is the chef at the end, but her best friend, and she tells her, like, I left that light, like, she left that light when she was 16, she was, never seemed like she was a fan of that world. And she told her, like, it never occurred to me that she, that Rory would want it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I, I hate, like, she hates that she was right, but not just because she, Emily was right, but because she was right about Laurel, Rory enjoying that country club world. Mm-hmm. And she even said, like, if, if that's what she wants, if that's, like, the life she wants, she could, like, have it. She just never thought she was going to raise a kid like that, which is interesting because I bet you Emily... And Richard never thought they were going to raise a kid like oh, like Lorelai. Yeah. Sometimes when you least expect it. Yeah, so at least it's cool to see that um, Lorelai has somebody she can really share her feelings with because she can be as close to Rory as she wants, but I think having that relationship with Suki really grounds her and makes her like Suki tells her things that because Suki's an adult and like yes like Rory's gonna give a a daughter's opinion a younger person's opinion teenager's opinion teenager's (laughs) opinion Suki is an adult and Suki tells it to her straight she's like that was dumb like why'd you do that like Suki doesn't sugarcoat it for her and it's kind of refreshing to see she's like her you know, like, you got to look into the mirror, girl. Like, <laughs> that was not cool. Yeah, Suki's cool. I like her. And she's a fellow Illinoisan. Oh, in real life? In real life, yeah. <gasps> Alyssa McCarthy. No, Melissa, Melissa. McCarthy. Yeah, she's from the great prairie state. Okay, so they made up by Lorelai apologizing. And... um. This is, like, can we talk about our favorite scenes? Because this goes into my favorite scene. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So this, there, so the, the, the way that Lorelai and Rory um, came to terms and said I'm sorry to one another was at the wedding that Lorelai had been working all week to put on 
for these two twin brides and um she just like apologizes and she realizes she messed up and the scene is Lorelai and Rory's like kind of heads like coming together like hugging and it's like it's just really cute and it's the scene from the opening credits of them two like resting their heads on each other's shoulders um and they don't need to say much you know they just are like she was just like I'm sorry this is where I'm coming from and Rory's like super intelligent like just super like I don't know she's she's very well aware of of things like that so she didn't take it like she took it to heart to heart you know like she understands where her mom's coming from and she's super chill too yeah she's like okay i get it thanks for apologizing i know you were wrong <laughs> but it was a cute that's one of my favorite scenes when lorelei's apologizing she shares how like tough that upbringing was for her and i think that's why she was probably shocked that where we had such a good time because she was always a little bit resentful and she just didn't enjoy it. And there was this one scene. Oh, that's the part of the scene. Yeah. Where, yeah, they're sitting down, like Rory's working the guest book, like a gray helper. Mm -hmm. And Lorelai points out to this little girl sitting at the wedding. She's wearing a big puppy dress and her mom's, the girl's mom is telling her like, sit up straight, like this and this and that. And like, cross like, your legs, like, yeah. lady. And Lorelai, like, flashes back to her childhood, and she, she kind of gets a little bit triggered, like, oh, geez, like, I've had countless of those dresses, I've had countless of those experiences. So it's like, we do get to see a little bit of how, like, why Lorelai acted that way. And Rory's like, Mom, thank you for never putting me in one of those dresses. You know, like, because that world wasn't forced upon her, she's she has the ability to choose if she wants that life, mm-hmm. whereas Lorelai never had the option. So that's where you see, like, the biggest difference is that Lorelai never forced her daughter to be part and to fit into this perfect mold. Mm-hmm. Like, Rory just came out perfect <laughs> in that sense, where she – um, was pretty balanced and then, then being exposed to the world of her grandparents it wasn't something that was forced on her and she's like realizing like she's easing her way into it and I think that's obviously for anyone way more welcoming and like enduring when you can do it on your own terms such yeah. a great scene I, yeah. I just oh. love that scene they just like without without saying much, her thanking her mom for not putting her in one of those dresses acknowledges that she is grateful for the way her mom decided to raise her. Mm-hmm. And she has like no regrets about that, which I thought was really nice. So and then they cute. hugged. <laughs> My favorite was when he's at the end, they're getting ready for this wedding. And we mentioned that it's two twin brides getting married and they're getting married to two twin brothers. Oh, they're having nice. a double wedding, so it's, like, super weird. And, I mean, throughout the episode, Michelle is, um, I, like, shows his frustration and how weird it is. And he just does, like, really funny things throughout, like, to tell the brothers apart or whatever. But there's a scene when um, some swans are arriving for the wedding or something, and um, Lorelai wants him, wants Michelle to take care of the swans. And Michelle said, no, like, I don't deal with swans. I hate swans. And 
more or less like, that's so weird. Like, what are you talking about? Why do you hate swans? And he says that he was attacked by a band of swans when he was a boy at Luxembourg Gardens in Paris. And he hates swans now, and it's so funny. And I'm like, oh, I, lo I love that scene because later on something happens with swans. And I just love it how, I don't know if this was intentional by the writers and you just forgot or they just have a thing about people being chased by swans. Like I didn't get chased by the swans, but I would get chased by the ducks at the park because I would feed them and then I would stop feeding them and then they would chase me. So <laughs> I can see how that's traumatic, but it's so funny how um, whenever we see that happen again or something similar when they bring it up again, it's just, oh, I love it. And I didn't, this is the first time I caught that. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God. So I don't know. I think it's more of the writers having a thing with swans. I, I completely feel Michelle because I, well, I, I completely feel Michelle, not my co-host Michelle, mm -hmm. in that birds are terrifying. And I am a fellow, um, I have a fellow phobia of, of birds. So I can understand why swans aren't his thing. I just get it. Yeah, Chris is really scared of, uh, of birds. <laughs> if you, if, ugh, I can't Pigeons. even. There's Ugh, a lot of pigeons. The pigeons are pigeons are actually the worst of them all. Flying rats. Flying rats with wings, people. Rats with wings. But that's all the time that these disgusting animals get on this podcast. So this wraps up season one, episode three, entitled Kill Me Now. <laughs> and we just want to let um let everyone know that we uh thought that this episode was very surface level at first, but it kind of really hit at some core things that we'll see develop throughout the rest of the season. So let us know what you thought. Give us your general opinion on how you think their relationship, Lorelai and her parents and Rory and her grandparents is going to begin to evolve and um, how upset you were that you didn't see Luke enough. Yeah, we definitely did not see enough of Luke. I would even see enough characters like enough of the characters of Stars Hollow. But let us know what your favorite scene was, what your favorite fashion moment it was, especially if it wasn't um, Lorelai's beautiful outfit or Rory's not so beautiful outfit. So let us know. You can follow us on Instagram at Gilmore Girls Revisited. And on Twitter at GG Revisited. Until next time. Bye, everyone.